Good morning, everyone. I'm Ian Shapiro, and you're listening to Politics Explained, and this is a very special of the show where we explain Trump's tweets. We call it Trump's Tweets Explained. Today on Twitter, the president tweets, Business is looking better than ever with business enthusiasm at record levels. Stock market at an all-time high. That doesn't just happen. The president is right. That doesn't just happen. The lowering value of the dollar is allowing for more trade outside of the United States. Globalization, something that the president ran against in his campaign, is making this happen. Also, business enthusiasm? I've never heard of an objective measure of such a thing, and I've looked at a lot of surveys. Donald Trump also puts down on Twitter, I am continuing to get rid of costly and unnecessary regulations. Much work left to do, but effect will be great. Business and jobs will grow. Donald Trump here is referring to part of his contract with the American voter, where he said that for every one new government regulation put in place under his administration, two will be slashed indiscriminately. Finally, Donald Trump tweets, our relationship with Russia is at an all-time and very dangerous low. You can thank Congress, the same people that can't even give us H-care. Donald Trump here is referring to a burn on Congress that was unable to pass a repeal and replacement of Obamacare last week. He is also referencing a very long signing statement in which he attacked Congress for taking away what he sees as an executive power to negotiate in a bill that codified sanctions against countries like Russia earlier this week. Hey, that's all for Trump tweets explained this morning, but guess what? The news is actually more than just what Donald Trump puts on Twitter. So stay tuned to Politics Explained for more news on politics. I'm Ian Shapiro. General Kelly, a man who demands respect and who respects the demand for hierarchy, see what I did there, is currently the new chief of staff for the Trump administration. This White House shakeup has been made with the intention of keeping Trump and others around him on message, something that the group has been unable to do since being sworn into office in January. When asked what his most difficult job will be as the new White House Chief of Staff, Kelly said that it was going to be making sure that the president had good information. It's currently unclear if this is a swipe at late night news and Fox and Friends, which the president likes to watch each and every morning and get his opinions from. It's unclear if even a military man can get this 70-plus-year-old to change his tweeting ways. I'm over here just wishing I could get my grandparents onto Twitter. You can do it, Grandpa. You can do it, Grandma. I believe in you. For more on Twitter and politics, you're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. Have you ever told your best friend about a movie that you want them to see because you really love that movie, and then about a week later they come to you and tell you that that was the worst movie they'd ever seen in their life? Well, did you know that for some movies, there's actually political science theory to go along with whether you liked it and they hated it? Al Gore's new sequel to An Inconvenient Truth, called An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power, is releasing this week. And according to 1,292 IMDb users, it is one of the most polarizing films of all time. 
when you look at the the 10 out of 10 ratings you have 40 percent of individuals giving it a 10 out of 10 you have 42 percent of these 1200 plus individuals giving it a one out of 10 that is the lowest score that you can give and in the middle you've got a bunch of single digit percentages all going up from two ratings to nine ratings. You either love this movie or you hate this movie. And I bet you dollars to donuts that whether you like or hate this movie has a lot to do with your politics on climate change. Or maybe the cinematography is just crap. <laughs> Who knows? For more on cinematography and politics, you're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. Donald Trump began his presidency with approval ratings in the mid-40s. Over the past six months, Donald Trump's approval ratings have dropped to around 37-38%, depending on which poll aggregation firm you're looking at. Some polls even take the president down to as little as a 33% approval rating. Now, obviously, among different subgroups, this is higher or lower, but even among the president's base of support, partisan Republicans, the number has been dwindling over time. And the number is also dwindling for the president with non-college-educated whites, a group that tipped him over the finish line during the 2016 presidential election. So how did this downward change occur? Well. As Julia Azari says on 538, Trump came in as a weak president and he's made himself weaker. What does that mean? Well, we can begin to just observe what's going on. Donald Trump came into office with unified government. The House and the Senate are both controlled by his party, the Republicans, and yet last week Republicans were unable to successfully repeal and replace Obamacare, a campaign promise that the party had been, well, campaigning on for the better part of seven years. That's a lot of political capital and goodwill down the drain. Many in the Republican Party blame Trump for not being more active on the trail to get Obamacare repealed and replaced. This may illustrate that even though Trump did win the presidential election, he won it by taking positions on issues that were at large at odds with his Republican Party. So even with unified government, something that would be a strong structural environmental position for a lot of incoming presidents, Trump just didn't have this advantage. Some members of Trump's party have been actively trying to distance themselves from the president. Even Speaker of the House Paul Ryan often says, I can't comment on that or he's new to this when asked about what in the world Donald Trump is doing. Republican Senator Jeff Flake has just announced that he is coming out with a book saying that American conservatism has lost its way and that Donald Trump's election to the presidency was the climax in this downfall of American conservatism. Put all this together and what does it mean? Well, it means that Trump is unable to check off uh, very many like I won or I got this boxes from his campaign platform when he has a Republican Party that's largely against most of his agenda. Also, because he's at odds with other Republican elites in Congress, that means that the pro-Trump message that was alive and well during the campaign has begun to 
dampen and really has not arisen in many conservative circles, both elite and through the media. For more on the rise and slow trending downward fall of President Trump, you're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. Over the past week, President Trump has used the threat of withholding insurance company payments for Obamacare subsidies as essentially a bargaining chip in his legislative agenda. Now, a recent court ruling states that the administration may be able to be sued for cutting off insurance industries from these payments as these payments are a part of the codified law of the land that is the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. If Trump did go through on this threat and cut subsidies that are basically put in place for the reason of having health insurers uh, be able to give good insurance to low-income individuals, then this would push into motion what many Republicans have called a death spiral, with premiums rising and insurers moving out of individual marketplace exchanges. While President Trump does not appear to be having fruitful conversations with insurance companies, the general public, or Congress on moving forward with health care, Congress itself does appear to be wanting to move in a more bipartisan position. Currently, they've developed what is being called the Problem Solvers Caucus, with the idea of this caucus to be able to bring forward to healthcare bipartisan solutions that both Democrats and Republicans on the Hill can agree to, to begin stabilizing markets and lowering prescription drug prices for the American people. If you have any questions about American political news or the ongoing healthcare debate in Congress, feel free to download the Anchor app if you're not on it already and send Politics Explained a call-in. You can also add your thoughts to a segment with the discussion feature. And starting today, you can get Anchor news of all kinds, politics, sports, video games, what have you, with the Google Home using the Google Assistant feature. You're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro.